Hi, everybody. This is Joanne with the Talks with Joe podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And I'm super excited today because I have my bigs from college, from our college organization here with me. So we were just talking right before this where um, she, we haven't talked in forever or seen each other in forever, but um, a lot of the stuff that she's been posting on social media about mental health is something that I really resonate with. So I'm like super excited about today's talk. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Melissa. And yes, Joanne is my littles from <laughs> college. So um, we have been through a lot together. And I was just saying how it's great that we're getting into the same things at the same time. And at a very important time, I think, as well. So yeah, yeah. excited to be here. Yay. Okay. So like the first thing I wanted to ask you, like what initiated your healing journey? Yeah, sure. I think um, what initiated it was me realizing that the way I was thinking and the way I was treating others was not a reflection of who I think I truly was. Mm. And so um, I was just finding that it was hard to do the things that I used to like. It was hard for me to keep relationships and connections at a healthy level. Mm -hmm. um, and I was noticing that the things around me did not align with the values that I wanted to uphold. Uh -huh. And so that's what really started my journey into mental health and all of that. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that because like what initiated for me was like a breakup I had like a year ago and that totally shifted everything. And then I started to, I started to evaluate like who I am as a person, not just in that relationship, but in all my relationships, like, um, thinking all the way back to like, maybe even high school, like, how would how have I been like, and then start to see my own toxic side and not saying that the other people are perfect, but seeing that within myself, and knowing that I do not want to bring that into my future relationships with other people or other people I meet. So mm -hmm. that is something like, I just realized, oh, I have so much to work on. I have so many layers to shed off of myself. So yeah, that's really what really like initiated it. And then it's been great so far, honestly. Like I kind of look back to the person I was before and I don't really recognize that yeah. person. <laughs> Snaps. Snaps to everything <laughs> that you said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I think that's the great part about it is when you start this journey, you start to see that there are versions of you. There's never just you. There's you a couple years ago. There's college you. Mm -hmm. There's you now. And then there will be you. Um, in the f there, there will be a different you in the future. Yeah. So I think knowing that you're not always going to be the same person is really the first step of opening this yeah. journey into mental um, health. Yeah, we're always transforming and it's okay mm -hmm. to transform and then it's okay to forgive your past selves. Like, um, even when I evaluate my past, I was like, I'm just like, wow, she was so insecure. She always <laughs> like projected her feelings onto other people, like always wanted attention, always playing the victim. And I'm just like now looking back, I'm just like, Ew. but you know, send love anyways, just because like, at the time, not knowing anything about self-love, the person that needed that love the most, for, needed the love for the most was supposed to come from yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and I oh. think that's what a lot of us, we 
a lot of people our age, we, we are struggling to realize that um, we, we keep looking for love in different areas when, and this, this might sound cheesy, but it really is, it starts with you. So yeah, always mm-hmm. with you. Um, so like, I know before, I think a few years ago, I think I was talking to you, like how you went to, into therapy. And I know this is something like, um, like, especially for me growing up in an Asian household, like it's kind of taboo to go to therapy because like, and then, you know, we were never ta- taught to talk about our emotions or um, so like, there's a lot of stuff that I kept to myself, whether I realized it or not that I didn't express. So what kind of like made you um, go to like, go to therapy? Yeah, I was, I was very resistant to go to therapy. And I think a lot of that was a cultural wall or a cultural blocker. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I think now that our generation of like Asian Americans, we're getting into this more now. So it's great to see that there's a shift happening where Asians and Asian Americans specifically are starting to accept therapy and mental health um, care a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, But what got me to really get into therapy was breaking from my parents' expectations of what mental health was. Oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. I <laughs> yeah. totally resonate with that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's wild to hear you say that and other uh, like other peers the same age as me, same similar background say that same thing um, because we're kind of taught that we need to internalize these things and that's what strength is. Yeah. But I've learned in just the last two years and um, – I call myself a late bloomer, but to those of you listening, if you're, you know, in your late 20s or whatever, it's never too late or even older. But um, what I realized was vulnerability is so important. Oh, yes. Yeah. And vulnerability is a strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bold that, capitalize it, <laughs> underline it. Vulnerability is strength. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know, just because like these last few years where I think I started to shed a lot of the layers that I've been taught growing up and realizing that, no, it doesn't have to be this way. Like we do mm-hmm. not have to suppress our feelings because eventually that is not good for our physical being either. Because like if you, I don't know if you know, but um, what, cause I started doing Reiki and I learned that there's a lot of suppressed emotions in our bodies and the more they get stuck there, the more they can manifest into, mm-hmm. um, physical like illness. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, I'm reading this book that mirrors a lot of what you said. It's called think like a monk. Ooh, Have you heard of it? No. <laughs> it's by Jay Shetty and actually my secret Jay Santa. Shetty. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> I actually just found out who he was because of this book. But in the book, he deep dives into how cortisol stress levels, like obviously that comes from unresolved issues or things that we don't tackle mm-hmm. as adults. And what that does scientifically is it shrinks your hippocampus and your brain and then that causes the physical pain that you're mentioning. Ooh. So like the lower back pain, the shoulder injuries, all of that um, come, can come from stress and not tackling things that you yeah. need to work on. Whoa. 
So it can be, <laughs> see, like these things could be explained through science too. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much science that backs all of this now um, that I think it's very hard to ignore all of the evidence now that you really need to make mental health your priority now. Yeah. Um, all of these things that might ail you. So I'd say once I started going to therapy more regularly, everyone around me can notice a shift and change in myself. And a lot of people say that you're not a changed person just because you say you are. You're a changed person because those who connect with you can see you're a changed person. Uh, Yeah. So... Yeah, in terms of how much has therapy benefited me, I have a very healthy relationship now um, with my partner. Yeah, and (laughs) I've been really reconnecting with a lot of friends and like you included Ah, and keeping healthy connections. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, a lot of me not keeping those connections in the past was that I was a little shameful of how I am and that I needed to take care of all these issues that were very deep inside of me. And therapy really pulls that out of you and doesn't just bring it to the surface, but tells you what you need to do to stay on track, to be on top of those issues. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. I started therapy like, I think last year also, or maybe not around the same time as you, but, um, and then I just realized like I was just in such a dark place. And then Mm-hmm. I just needed help and then I didn't want to just go to my friends all the time because like these are my stuff that I don't need to put onto them mm-hmm. so that's when I realized that no I need help like I need someone to talk to I need someone to walk me through everything and it's been great ever since because um, going to each every single session I sometimes it brings up stuff that you don't even realize is bothered or buried deep into you and yeah that's what I discovered a lot like a lot of family stuff growing up a lot of French like abandoned friendships I've had and then like it really like all that really stuck in my body and then you know every time it comes up I'm just like whoa I didn't know this still bothered me maybe because I was just okay I just avoid it and try to get over it but Mm -hmm. then you have to feel those things you have to be able to talk about it to really let go of yes whatever it was that happened in the past (laughs) yeah and there's something there's something way more reassuring talking to someone that doesn't know you personally yeah (laughs) because there's and no matter how um, much of a friend you are to someone there's always going to be some sort of bias when you talk to a friend or someone about you know the issues that you think you might be having and That's why I think turning to therapy would benefit everyone, whether or not you have a mental illness or not, Um, because there's just some things you really can't unbury with your friends or family. It's better to talk to a professional. (laughs) Yeah, especially with family, like, you know, Asian households, they wouldn't necessarily understand. Like when I think when I mentioned therapy to like my mom, she's like, why do you want to pay money for that? (laughs) That's like the first thing she said. I'm just like, I mean, (laughs) it's like going to a regular doctor, you know, if there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with a body part, (laughs) then of course you have to go to get it checked out. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the science backing to this that we were talking about just happened within the last 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. So it's even more a, like an area that our parents wouldn't understand because it wasn't really 
for lack of a better word, advertised or known during their time or their culture mm -hmm. um, at the time. Um, and I know when I first let my own mom and dad know that I was going to therapy, that I was diagnosed, that there's some sort of shame that backs it yeah. in their generation, that they think it's shameful to have a child that does go to therapy or does take medicine for mental illness. Yeah. Um, because during their time, it was thought that, oh, this person was just quote and unquote crazy yeah. um, to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people just look at you like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with her? Like, is she okay? And that's, yeah. what, that's what happened when I told my brother, like, no hate towards my brother. You know, I love my family. But <laughs> he was just like, you go to therapy? Like, that was his reaction. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, what? why is this such a big deal? <laughs> yeah. And, and if anything, it's helping me. Like it's mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. making me a better person, making me a better um, person for myself and for the people around me. Yeah. We're just so conditioned. And I, I think that reaction from your brother was a reaction to many of, you know, <laughs> our siblings or people in our generation. It's that we were taught that this is shocking. That yeah. to have to to have to go to therapy is shocking when really it isn't. Yeah, and I think this year has meant like taught a lot of people about like mental health because you know during quarantine you have no control, you can't do anything, and you're forced to face your emotions, face all these like suppressed stuff you got going on. Oh, like for the past I don't know how many years <laughs> and it's just yeah. like finally coming up so I think like it's something that's more recognized especially this year like in my opinion like they're just you know their anxiety is going crazy because they might have lost their job or something or yeah yeah stuff like that <laughs> and when when big big unfortunate things happen like that where you lose your job or you can't go outside or you can't do the things that you normally do to escape some deep-rooted issues that you may have um, things like that really wake you up. Yeah. And I feel like that's one, I don't want to, I don't know if positive is the right word because there's not really anything positive about this pandemic, yeah. but I do agree with you that, um, it takes being alone with yourself to know what you need to work on. And aside from the pandemic forcing us to be inside, mm -hmm. that was really what did it for me. I just took the time and extracted myself from all of the distractions, um, from my friends, my family, from even my job. I just took the time to look into myself and had no distractions and said, <laughs> okay, Melissa, what, what do you value in life? And then I listed my values and I saw that these values did not align with the people that I hang out with or yeah. the job that I had, the place that I lived and all of those things. Yeah. So it, again, I'm glad that this one thing from the pandemic was <laughs> able to make a mass amount of people be able to do that. Yeah. So yeah. definitely the first step. Yeah. And what I realized too, like throughout this whole healing journey is that there's a lot of things I just don't resonate with anymore. And then I just like, I felt like I not close with a lot of people anymore. And I learned that it's okay just because like you can outgrow people and then maybe people can eventually come back into your life. But then I learned not to force anything or not con to control anything. And it really comes down to like 
trusting and having faith in something bigger. And that's a huge thing I learned from therapy just because like my therapist, like I purposely went to her because I knew she was a bit like woo woo, like on the spiritual side because she's a Reiki master. <laughs> nice. So, like, yeah. So like we were able to resonate a lot with that. So like that's another thing, finding a therapist that's right for you. Like it's date, mm-hmm. it's like dating. So, <laughs> but yeah, we were able to get into like a lot of the spiritual stuff and then, like a lot of like trusting the universe. And then um, every time I told her that, oh, this didn't work out for me, she's like, well, the universe is probably protecting you. I was like, oh, good point. You know, she says stuff like that, stuff that I can resonate with and believe in. Mm -hmm. And then because of her, I became, I started doing Reiki and then Reiki has done wonders to my anxiety. And then like, yeah, (laughs) so I benefited a lot from it too, just because like, first of all, you have to find the right person. Yeah. Your therapist. (laughs) Yeah, because you can't, it's like you said, it's like dating. If there's no compatibility there, it's going to be hard for you to do what they're asking you to do or to find relevancy in what they say to you. So I'm glad you were able to find someone that um, aligns with your values and how you see the world. So yeah. And then I've also had like some friends who tell me about their therapist and then like how they might have like some kind of religion, religious background doesn't that doesn't resonate with them. I'm just like, well, that's probably not for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's okay to break up with your therapist. You yeah, know what it's I mean? It's <laughs> really hard to break up with a therapist. Because, <laughs> like, you know, after you commit, like, two sessions with them, you're like, how do I put this? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. There is a little bit of awkwardness there. But just like any breakup, I feel, so. Yeah. So what is one important thing that you learned during therapy that you think is important to share with everyone? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the most important thing that I've learned, ooh, I've learned a lot, so I need to think. (laughs) You could say several things. I don't mind. (laughs) Because I think we could all use, like, the values or whatever, like, resonates. Yeah, sure. Um, One was really learning that not everyone's the way everyone reacts is not due to how I am as a person. Oh yeah. (laughs) I, and I didn't know, to be honest, I didn't know that this is how I was thinking, Mm -hmm. but I think that would be one of the most important things to learn is that a hundred percent, not everything is an attack to your character or your personal being. And I think it's hard for us as humans to not take something personal because, I mean, we we just feel. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for us to feel, but it's not okay to start blaming ourselves when other people have to heal as well, yeah. I think was the biggest takeaway. Yeah. What I, someone does is not a reflection of you. Yes, I think that's wonderful. I definitely resonate with that because I remember, like, that's why – I think that's a part of me that always gets so anxious, like, oh my gosh, what does this person think of me? They're not texting Mm -hmm. me back or something like that, something small like that. And I would just let it take over me when in reality is not a big deal. But um, I don't know if you read The Four Agreements by, um, I forgot, this Don. It's a popular like book that... (laughs) I've heard of it, but I have not actually oh, read it I yet. I recommend <laughs> it. talks a lot about that, like saying that, you know, you focus on, they, they gave like an analogy of like a refrigerator full of food. Like 
your refrigerator could be full of food and then um but you know it's not your responsibility to fill up their refrigerator full of food you know like they have to fill it up themselves that's like what I remember from it. That is something I probably would really need that tattooed somewhere on my body <laughs> because I, I figure one of my toxic traits that I really have to work on is letting the people that I love learn on their own. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because something I didn't realize that I did was I helped to a fault. And I think a lot of us do this because we just care so deeply for the people around us and there's nothing wrong with that. But really what you're doing when you're filling someone's fridge up for them is telling them, I don't think you're competent enough to handle whatever issue it is that they're tackling at the moment. Now it's different if they ask you for help, but my toxic trait is they'll vent to me and I feel like I have to be the one to tell them what they need to do. Yeah. And I didn't realize that this was an issue um, within myself until therapy. Um, and now it's shifted my conversations around people. And I, what I do is I try to get them to find a solution themselves by asking questions, mm-hmm. not telling them they should do something. Um, and I think that is one of my biggest takeaways from therapy is we kind of accidentally do these things. Yeah. We accidentally help to a fault or we accidentally dismiss people and their feelings without knowing that we do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I think therapy is healing for more than just yourself, but it's healing for essentially your community, for the world, because how we treat each other, we feed off each other's energies, right? So if one person is mentally healthy and the other one is not, it's pretty much a 50-50 chance of who will become healthy out of that relationship or who will become unhealthy from that relationship. Yeah, sometimes like I could see like, let's say one person is super healthy and the other person is not. Like there's a chance that, you know, the healthy person helps so much of the unhealthy person get better, <laughs> but then that healthy person just like stripped a lot of themselves and now they're just drained. <laughs> yeah, so you're that's a lot putting of, your- like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say with your analogy, you're putting your groceries in someone else's fridge. Yeah. But then you lose half your groceries. Yeah. (laughs) And you need to eat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then um, what I, and from the book to the four agreements, like I think one of them is to not take things personally. Like let's say with a parent or something, like the way they react to what you want to do, like go to therapy it's not your fault that they're reacting that way. It's because um, of what they've been through and what they've learned. So a lot of it is not taking things personally, not even with like people that are close to you. Yeah. And I agree with that a hundred percent. And it's, it's hard to see, see everything from somebody else's perspective, but I think just reminding yourself, and this is something I learned from therapy as well, is that everyone is battling something that you're not seeing. Yeah. And that is the most important thing to keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. And I also like, um, I agree with that, but at the same time, like, even if there's so many people going through what they're going through, it doesn't mean that that doesn't dismiss what you're going through. You still have to acknowledge what you're going through, try to heal it so you can show up 
for, you know, the world. <laughs> Show up and yeah. be your best authentic self and like, you know, encourage others to like follow in your footsteps. If someone sees how amazing you're doing, let's say a close friend who's maybe going through something terrible, like you're probably inspiring them. Like I need to get up today and I need to do that thing. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's certain sections to that, right? Like one it's your responsibility to know to heal yourself or to realize when you're when you need to heal so that you don't affect the people around you negatively and two at the same time you can't feel responsible for someone else's healing yeah. so yes keep in mind that people are healing but it's neither their responsibility for you and your responsibility for them yes 100% agree but I'm a cancer. I have my moon in cancer and, you know, the cancer is at home in the moon. So, like, I cannot <laughs> yeah. stop caring sometimes. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, oh, no, let me help. Oh, let me be there for you. Oh, you could call me anytime if you ever need to talk. And then, like, not having any boundaries. And that's one of the main things I've learned in therapy is how to have boundaries. Yes. Because, like, that is so important. And I think growing up, I've never had any boundaries. I didn't know what they were. And unheard of in an Asian household. (laughs) Yeah, never heard of. (laughs) And then I learned that it's okay to say no to things. It's okay to say this doesn't resonate with me. And, um, you know, this isn't for my highest good. So I'm not going to follow through with it. And those things are okay. And then for me, like, I've always been the oh, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll go to that. Yes, Mm -hmm. um, I'll give all my energy when I really wanted to spend time with myself today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I actually have a a more recent story regarding that, but I had a huge falling out with one of my best friends this year. And yeah, but it's totally fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was rough at first. And... um, my other group of friends, they were really quick to console me and quote, be on my side. And they would say some bad things um, about the friend that I fell out with. And one, even if that, even if I did have negative feelings towards them, and this was their way of, you know, agreeing with me and making me feel good. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't one of my values that I wanted to align with. Yeah. To really trash talk this person that mm. was so close to me and helped me through a lot of things, even if what they've done to me is wrong. So I set the boundary. I let everyone know that, hey, can we please just never talk about her? Like I, I'm healing from it and I, I thank you for caring, for mm-hmm. caring about it, but um, to respect my healing and her healing please let's just never bring her up in conversation. And that was the first time I've ever done that. Oh, Mike, I'm getting goosebumps again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then that is such like me knowing you like way back. I don't know how many years it's been now, but that is a complete shift from who you were. And I I think that's amazing. Yeah, man, I was such a ball of fire in college. (laughs) I was a rage queen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I don't know, like, person I was in college, like, I realized I don't even, like, I don't know. I was crazy back then, too, in my own way. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
And it, I'm glad that like we, if you can laugh about your past self, that's how you know how you're doing in your healing journey. Yes. So, <laughs> and I think I accepted a lot of things because like I really do think I had a, like a lot of built up trauma from college, and then like during my um, Reiki healing, my first 21 days. Like there was this one day I had like a huge, like a dream about some, like a friend during college. And then I'm just like, this is someone who like, I like despise. I never want to do with again, blah, blah, blah. But then like, that was just like a bad friend breakup. I realized like mm-hmm. maybe this was like in February. So what I did the next morning to like really like officially drop those weight off my shoulders. So I never have to deal with it, again, deal with it again. I sent him a long text message saying, Hey, sorry about what happened all those years ago. Like, I'm I didn't know any better. And then this message warrants no response, but I just wanted to let you know that. And then of course I got no response, but I felt so much better after that. Just putting it out there. And then um, I don't know, a part of me healed that day just for sending out that message. Snaps. I did. I did the same thing. I had a pretty bad friend breakup nearing the end of my college years. And it was, I wanted to make it his fault so badly. Like everything was his fault. But now that I look back at it, it was me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was so embarrassing to look back and see that that it was due to how I acted, how I reacted. And like you, I sent him a message. It was a really long one saying um like hey like i was unhealed and that's not that is not by far an excuse at all Mm -hmm. it's just an explanation and i i let him know same as you that you can come back into my life i'd be happy to be back in yours but you don't even owe me a response yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah i well i can't believe we both did we both did that (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my heart (laughs) But yeah, um, another thing um, I learned in therapy is that do you realize like the circumstances and the things that happen um, to you or like um, not everything happens for you. I can't say I won't say to you, but everything that happens for you, whether good or bad, it's um, you realize you've changed when you've noticed that your reaction changed. Like before when you would mm-hmm. like, let's say, get angry at something, but now you're just a lot more calmer about it and you approach it in a different manner. Yeah. So a- another thing with therapy that has helped me is my reaction to things. Instead of, you know, giving into my impulses, if something makes me want to react in an angry way or in a you know, spiteful way. I now have learned to take a step back and ask myself, why do I feel angry that this person has done this to me? Because I will guarantee (laughs) 99.9% of the time, it's not because someone did something to you. It's because you're reacting from your past traumas or past experiences. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that too. And then yeah, that's something I didn't even realize until like recently, because after my breakup, I think I just sat down because I um, realized all like of the separations I've had in my past where I reacted impulsively. And then my way of escaping the situation is traveling. So I would escape here, escape there, talk to like a bunch of other people or like drinking, which was mm-hmm. a huge thing. Um 
I just sat down and I wrote in my journal, I'm just like, I'm not going to approach this in an unhealthy manner. I'm not going to do this in like a destructive manner. I'm going to do this the right way. I'm not going to follow my old patterns because it's just going to keep on repeating itself. Because yes, yeah, recognizing your own patterns. <laughs> yeah. And um, with a lot that, you know, my partner and I have been researching about, about mental health and just neural pathways, it's harder to break a neural pathway, for example, where you're super used to traveling or drinking to get over a certain problem, but you're trying to strengthen that neural pathway where you want to go about this a healthier way. Mm-hmm. And changing is all about that. It's re- recognizing that you want to strengthen a different neural pathway. For myself, drinking was a huge escape. Mm-hmm. And so what I had to do is learn to try to not go that pathway and go a different pathway. And the more you do it, the stronger that one, that neural pathway becomes. Mm -hmm. And so it starts to become who you are as a person instead of, Oh, I normally, I'm a person who drinks, but now I'm a person who runs or I'm a person who does this instead. So yeah, it takes a lot of work to start. Oh yeah. I totally get it. (laughs) Cause like, I think around last year, I started working out every single morning, like um, consistently. And that is not something the old Joanne would have done. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and then I realized that I would be sleeping earlier. I'll be like um, a lot more energized. And then when the nights do come where drinking is involved, I realized that I don't really resonate with it anymore where it doesn't serve me like it used to. So now if I like drink a lot of hard liquor, I ought, my body automatically reacts negatively to it. Not saying that mm-hmm. drinking is bad because I still do it, but like the amount that my young self used to take, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. How did I even do that? Just to like forget about my problems. <laughs> yeah. And when you think about it, drinking is designed perfectly for that. It's for people who, and I'm not, saying if you drink a lot this is the reason why you drink a lot but um it's it's designed to be an easy escape and i think that's why people turn to it a lot and specifically for myself Mm -hmm. and my partner as well we both have said drinking was the easiest and fastest way to get over something oh yeah but yeah but it's not but essentially it wasn't because the issue is still there. You just blocked it out for yeah. a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it is just like temporary satisfaction. Like mm-hmm. it's not a long-term solution. Yeah. And what you want is a long-term solution. And I think that's what a lot of getting into your late twenties, early thirties is all about is really learning how to tackle issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're so aligned with that. Cause like, um, I feel like I've met a lot of people who realize their awakening earlier in life. I don't see that how that's, I don't see that as a bad thing. Cause you know, everyone like, Oh, like wakes up quote, quote, like at a different time in their lives, no matter like what they're going through. And then I think that is just what's meant for them and their journey. So mm-hmm. like, I try not to compare myself with anyone like, going through because like um I'm just like oh I should have been healed like she would recognize this in college and should have done a better job since then but I think it happened to me at the time it was supposed to yeah and all of that that's all very individual right so 
like for example we both aligned at the same time but i definitely have friends who thought this way when we were way younger or mm -hmm. friends that have not you know even began their first step in the healing journey so you're right it, it, it comes to each person when it needs to come yeah and my friend was already reading eat pray love in high school and then if i were to ask my high school self to read eat pray love i would have thought it was the most boring thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> see so that you read and experience whatever it is you need to at the at the perfect time yeah so, so um i'm gonna close things up so like um is there any like last message that you want to tell our audience like about mental health um, therapy and the importance of it all yeah i think what i just want if anyone is to take one thing from this podcast episode it's that you're not alone oh. the things that you experience yeah the things that you experience they may feel like big and overwhelming but there are resources, there are ways for you to learn from these things. And um, it doesn't have to be expensive. I know a lot of people try to brush it off as like, I don't have the money for that. But if you think about it, would you say the same thing about education? Would you say the same thing about if you were deathly sick and needed to go to a doctor? Are those mm -hmm. things too expensive? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, yes, therapy can be expensive, but there's other resources. And I'm just going to put in a shameless plug here for the oh, organization. Oh, go ahead. By all means, I was going to ask that next. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, it's for the organization that I volunteer for. So um, it's called NAMI, N-A-M-I. It's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And a lot of their um, the things that they offer are free services. You just have to be a member. Um, and membership is like $10. But I lead a support group that, you know, we meet weekly and it's a safe space. So if you don't think you can find a therapist you can afford or you want to dabble into um, caring for your mental health, NAMI has a bunch of groups that you can join and you don't have to have a mental illness or a diagnosis, even if you like are seeking support because you do have a family member that is experiencing it, there's support groups for that as well. So whatever you're experiencing, you're not alone and there's always resources for it. Yeah, agreed. That is so amazing. And I'm glad you're doing that. And yeah, like Melissa said, if you don't want to get into therapy and going to sessions, like support groups are another way to go. And then mm -hmm. um, recognizing that there's always someone there for you. And you're never alone. And um, there's a tarot card reader that I follow on Twitter. Like she always posts like the most inspirational things. Like one day she pulled the sun and then she said, like, whenever you feel alone, you have to see, look outside. The sun is with you. The clouds are with you. The sky is mm -hmm. with you. The trees are with you. And then, you know, kind of shifting your perspective that way. And if you need help, don't be scared to reach out either because like, there's and then don't be scared or re, to be don't be scared to accept help when people want to help you that's another thing 
Yeah, and I mean, the different avenues or routes that you take to reach that type of enlightenment or thinking, it's okay if they're different. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like a lot of people come to me and they're like, what is, what is the route I need to take? What are the steps I need to take? Mm -hmm. And I always tell them there's no cookie cutter solution. Mm -mm. You need to find what, you know, works for you, what resonates for you. And um, one last resource I'll throw out there is this book that I read called How Enlightenment Changes Your Brain. Ooh. And yeah, it's written by this neuroscientist who explored all different religions and ways of thinking. And what he did is he took like monks, priests, and different leaders of that religion or way of thinking, and they put them through a um, CT scan when they're in deep prayer or deep meditation. And what they found was the brain waves were the same no matter what religion, no matter what you believe, even an atheist they put in there. Ooh. And yeah, so another last takeaway that I want everyone to know is it doesn't matter how you get there. The journey, will, the streets and whatever you want to call it can be different, but everyone is reaching the same destination. Yeah. We all want to be healed. Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't matter how long it takes you, just as long as you're moving forward. And healing, like I've mentioned so many times before, is not linear whatsoever. You're going to have mm -hmm. some days where you run into obstacles and you're going to have some days where you're not 100%. And that is completely okay as long as you keep moving forward and you don't give up on yourself. Yes, agreed. Yes. <laughs> and a, a, thing about, a thing about keeping forward too is there will be days where you go backwards, mm -hmm. but as long as you're always pushing to move forward, that's important too. Yes. Yes. And then, um, so all your resources, that was great. I'm going to put it all in the description so like people know what to look for. Um, yeah. And Thank you so much. And I appreciate you. Like if there's, um, I'm going to put all your information down and yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I can send everything that I talked about as well. So thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure being here and I've missed you. Yes, I missed it's you so good too. to reconnect. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how long it's been since we haven't seen each other, but it's been years <laughs> it's been years yeah, yeah but and I'm we should definitely fix that <laughs> yes for sure yeah okay you guys thank you so much for listening um like i said if you want to ever want to reach out or need any of need any resources um i'm here for you and yeah thank you so much again for listening mm -hmm.